It is Friday night and we are here on Speak Now Pro Wrestling. We are going to talk about WWE Smackdown from Friday, June 9th. And today they definitely gave us a whole lot to talk about. And I couldn't be more happier, honestly, because I really love whenever a show gives us like a whole lot to talk about. And today we at least got like six different subjects to get into in regards to everything that went down on Smackdown. They're kind of looking like they're tidying some things up, making some changes when it comes to championship belts. We will get into that in just a second. But before we get into all of it, just a heads up. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who's here watching live, watching the replay, listening on the audio versions of these, wherever you tune in and watch. I appreciate you guys so much for being here. And I'm so happy that I'm here on a Friday. Uh, I love doing the Friday shows whenever I can. And, uh, you know, we're getting the ball rolling. But also... Next week is literally going to be a super stacked week here on the channel because next week I will be live here four times. It'll be the first week that I'm live four times on this channel. I'll be here Tuesday for NXT, of course. I'll be here Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. I will be here Friday for SmackDown. And then on Saturday, we have the first episode of Collision, the premiere episode. Sam Punk is coming back and I'm going to be doing a watch along. And then after the watch along, I'm going to be doing a, a post-show review right afterwards. So it is going to be a really, really busy week here on the channel next week. Uh, so if you guys are looking for a lot of wrestling content, uh, you'll definitely be getting it for sure. And there's just so much going on, guys. Oh, boy. So much going on here. So let's get right to it, everybody. Let's kick things off with the thing that is the meatiest on SmackDown, the thing that's got everybody talking. Now, there was a whole lot here. Uh, so bear with me when it comes to breaking down everything that happened today with the bloodline. But first, we got a super chat here. Our first one here from Call Me Crazy. Thank you so much to Call Me Crazy, who says, really upset that Riddle gets a Money in the Bank qualifying match, but Dom and Cody don't. They better have a match against each other at Money in the Bank. Only two Raw stars in Money in the Bank shaking my head. Yeah, there's one spot left uh, for both the men's and the women's Money in the Bank, bank which we'll get into uh, once we talk about all of the Money in the Bank stuff. Thank you so much to Call Me Crazy for getting us going with our first super chat of the night uh also you guys already know this but just in case you're new here uh if you do want to help support this podcast you are more than welcome to send in a super chat at any point that's literally how i get paid on these shows uh so yeah all right let's get right to it let's kick things off with the bloodline and okay so holy shit there's just so much i'm a little bit stressed out let's start off with the opening confrontation here so we get Jey Uso, who is pissed the hell off at Solo Sokoa, as he should be. He's pissed off at him for hitting Jimmy, his brother, with a Samoan spike and siding with Roman Reigns last week after Jey Uso was the peacemaker and trying to get everybody back together again to be one big happy family. He throws the mic and he's pacing back and forth. He's really angry. He's really pissed off. But then... And he's trying to get a response from Solo Sokoa, but we all know that Solo Sokoa is a man of few words. So then we have Paul Heyman, who is a master manipulator, and you definitely see it here tonight because Paul Heyman has his way of trying to 
he has a way of always making sure that he gets his way by using certain things to trigger somebody to make certain decisions. And you saw him trying to get Jey Uso to uh, do his dirty work. But here we go. So Paul Heyman takes the microphone and he tells Jay, you got this all wrong. It's not my fault. It's not Solo's fault. It's not Roman Reigns' fault. It's not your fault. You know whose fault this is? It is Jimmy Uso's fault. And he says, Jimmy is the one who made up his mind at Night of Champions to super kick Roman Reigns. This was not a you decision. In fact, did he even tell you what he was going to do? So already kind of planting the seeds in Jay Uso's head that maybe he should not trust his brother, Jimmy. And then he continues on by saying that Jimmy Uso is jealous of Jay Uso, that he's jealous because he knew that Roman Reigns was getting ready to groom, <laughs> I hate that word, by the way, to groom Jay Uso to become the next head of the table, uh, the successor after Roman Reigns, the next uh, tribal chief, whatever you want to call it. And so then he's the part two of what Paul Heyman is doing here is basically telling Jay, hey, if you side with us, if you don't side with your brother, there are going to be some good stuff in it for you. So kind of like low key bribing him uh, in a way without straight out bribing him, somewhat bribing him. And then he goes on to say that afterwards, we then get, um, sorry guys, I told you there's so much shit that went down. <laughs> oh, okay, so then afterwards, uh, you know, basically Paul Heyman extends his hand. He tries to get a handshake out of Jay Uso and Jay Uso literally leaves him hanging. He doesn't give him, he doesn't give him the handshake. It doesn't happen and he basically tells them, he tells him that he's going to accept the match because there was a match that Paul Heyman put out there. And he said, you're going to have a match today against Austin Theory for the United States Championship. And Jey Uso was definitely on board with that. So to that, he did agree to, but he would not shake Paul Heyman's hand. All right. So now moving on. Holy shit. Like I said, there's so much with all of this. Um, at this point, I'm thinking just the key things here is Paul Heyman is just trying to manipulate Jey Uso. You know he's not really going to get these things, and hopefully Jey Uso realizes this without, um, you know, without getting himself into any trouble. Whatever. So then afterwards, uh, we end up getting a backstage segment where Sami Zayn ends up having a little conversation with Jey Uso, and he tells them, you know, when I was in the bloodline, it was the best part of my life. And we had such great times. Uh, some of my memories, he talks about making them laugh. And then he even makes Jey Uso laugh a little bit here today. So you kind of get this kind of nice moment between Sami Zayn and Jey Uso. And once again, he just tells them, follow your heart and he leaves. So we always see that Sami Zayn has this soft spot for Jey Uso. All right. Then we get another backstage segment, Jey Uso and Paul Heyman. And during this, we end up getting 
Paul Heyman, once again, trying to bribe Jay Uso. He's telling him, I'm going to need your passport. I'm going to need your measurements because we're getting the jet ready. We're getting the suits ready. We're getting it all ready. He talks about doing this triple celebration next week because he's going to be U.S. champ. The bloodline's going to be back together. So he's trying to bribe him in all these different ways. And then Jay Uso tells Paul Heyman, if I am back in the bloodline, that means that you're out all right then finally we get the u.s championship match at the end of the show with austin theory versus jay uso and a lot goes down here so they're having their match and at one point we see a ref bump he accidentally gets hit when jay uso does the super kick and uh he ends up getting knocked out whatever jay uso gets a visual pin on austin theory Pretty Deadly gets involved. He's And we see Jey Uso's outnumbered. Jimmy Uso, his brother, comes into a great reaction to get involved to help out his brother because that's his brother. Instead, Solo Sokoa goes out there and Solo tries to get Jimmy Uso with a Samoan spike, but Jey Uso stops it. So then Jimmy Uso goes in to super kick Solo Sikoa, but accidentally super kicks Jay. And so then that allows Austin Theory to defeat Jay Uso and retain his U.S. championship. So in the end, Jimmy, who was trying to help out his brother, ends up accidentally costing him the title, costing him this victory. And this all ends with... Paul Heyman looking really confident that Jey Uso is going to side with him. And Jey Uso didn't, didn't look happy with Jimmy, but he also didn't look happy with Paul Heyman or Solo Sokoa. And he just walks away. So let's break all of this down. We got a super chat here from Brandon Cavallaro. Thank you so much to Brandon. Brandon says, not going to lie, the Roman wants groom Jay comments were a little uncomfortable. And because we're used to, you know, hearing the word groom and groom to groom someone, uh, you know, in a more inappropriate way on social media, and especially right now with um, the allegations or everything. I haven't been following too much of the details, so excuse me if I get some of this information wrong, but I did see the whole Miranda Sings thing, and I only read like a quick little bit of it, but I think that when you're seeing stuff on Twitter about people being accused of grooming other people, when you're thinking of grooming, you immediately your brain immediately goes that direction. <laughs> so I think that's why, that's why like I even said like I kind of hate the word grooming because immediately I think of that. Uh, so you, you think about it in the negative connotation type of way uh but anyways so we got a super chat here from james hammond who says just waiting for tamina to join the bloodline sheldon jackson says jay should have actually won because it would have made the u.s title interesting again because theory as champion has been a snooze fest since before mania i didn't think that they were i was kind of like here's the thing i'm glad that they did this u.s championship match because it gave it just, it, it was a bigger meaning to it, right? It was all part of Paul Heyman's plan of getting Jey Uso these big things, these big opportunities to try and convince them to come over to his side, right? But let's be real, guys. Austin Theory was not going to lose this U.S. championship right now. Uh, Jey Uso didn't need, doesn't need the U.S. championship in the story that they are currently telling right now. And all of the eggs and all of the effort that they have put into the basket of Austin Theory, they were not going to take away his U.S. championship. I, I would have really felt kind of bad if they sacrificed Austin Theory uh, 
Austin Theory's U.S. title reign here to benefit uh, the bloodline because they don't need it. The bloodline story is all well on its own. So they didn't necessarily need to do that. Stephen Marchuli says, is this leading to a three-way Jade versus Jimmy versus Solo? I don't know. So this has, because here's the thing. Look, Jay's not an idiot and I, I don't want them to, like, I know he was upset right now and this and that. And, you know, he's not really too trustworthy of Jimmy Uso. But I also don't want them to make him look dumb in the sense that everybody knows that you can watch a replay. Everybody knows you can watch a video package. And it was very clear that Jimmy Uso did not purposely cost the match to Jay Uso. So I don't want them to make Jay Uso look dumb by making him by making him come across like he thinks that Jimmy Uso cost him the match on purpose because he clearly did not. Uh, and so I don't want them to make him look dumb. Uh, the question here is, and the big one, and we still don't know because of the ending, is Jay never made an actual decision. That was what was promoted tonight, but he didn't make a decision. And we knew he wasn't, right? Like, who really thought he was actually going to make a clear-cut decision? Like, that wasn't going to happen. And so here's, like, I'm just, I am so thrown all over the place with this here because there is just so much that they can do here they can still have you know they there's so many different things here you mentioned steven mentions the j versus jimmy versus solo but then you still got roman in this do we ever get uh you know do we ever get once again roman versus j do we once again get that do we see jimmy versus roman do we see uh, you know, where does Solo Sokoa fall into all of this? Are we going to see another, uh, a tag team match, the Usos versus Roman and Solo? Are we not going to see that? Uh, what? Where is this all headed? And this is a question actually for the chat. You know what? This is the question here. What is the ideal end game here? What is the ideal end game? What do the people want to see out of this? Is there a specific match that you want to see? Is there a specific, do you want to see either Jimmy or Jay or Solo be the ones to take the, one of them be the ones to take the bell off of Roman Reigns? Is that the end game here? I almost feel like I don't exactly know what I personally want the end game to be, but I know that I know, and I know that the people here are simply enjoying this entire story because this has been one of the most layered, one of the most in-depth storylines that we have had in WWE uh, in a very long time. Like this has been a gold mine here. So again, what is the end game? I'm going to get some thoughts in here from people, but we got a super chat from Sheldon Jackson. Thank you so much to Sheldon. who says, Jay may not need the U.S. title, but in all honesty, the U.S. title needs Jay in the worst way possible. <laughs> I feel bad, guys. Look, I like Austin Theory. I think Austin Theory does the very best that he can. Uh, he isn't always given the best material, but you know what? He works with what he's got. And I don't want to see Austin Theory lose the U.S. title just yet because I do want to see it serve its purpose. I really, really hope that Austin Theory uh, starts to get over, whether it's more so in a heel way, a baby face, whatever it is that he's doing down the line. I just want it to work for Austin theory zahira sharif says i believe it's going to be the usos versus roman and solo sikoa at money in the bank oh i like that zahira thank you so much for sending in this super chat um and i think they're also they're going to continue this right like we still got SummerSlam. what are we getting at SummerSlam? 
are, are we going to see Roman Cody at SummerSlam or is this, I don't think so. I think that's going to be like, whenever they circle back to Roman Cody, I think that's going to be like next year, like way, way down the line. Uh, right now, there's just too much emphasis on the bloodline. Like you don't even need anybody else here in this story. Uh, thank you so much to Zahira for sending in this super chat. Let's see what more people um, are saying about this. Zeno Hour says, what about Roman J at SummerSlam? Scott George predicts Jimmy versus Jay versus Roman at SummerSlam. And M. Durrett says Jay has to eventually beat Roman. Maz says Roman versus Jimmy at SummerSlam. See, I'm seeing a lot of different matchups here. Uh, Deviant Luxton says Solo should take the bout from, uh, from, from Roman Reigns. Yeah, says... The ideal end would be the Usos costing Roman the title after all the times that they helped him defend it. Okay, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, because right away I'm thinking, okay, how many times didn't people complain that Roman was only ever retaining the championship because he had the help? He had help from the Usos. Uh, and we got more people saying that Jay is the ultimate endgame and everybody's saying that it is Jay. All right. So Zahira also points out it starts with Jay and it will end with Jay. Uh, Zahira sends in a super chat saying, ideal Survivor Series match would be the Usos and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Roman Solo and two others. Who would those two other people be? That's that's my question. Who would the other two people be if they were to do something like that? You got the Usos and KO and Sammy already set there, right? They could definitely easily do that. But who would who would it be with uh with Roman and Solo? Ryan Shashani sends in a super chat saying the bloodline needs to slowly fall apart with each member dropping out. When he's finally alone, that's when he loses to Cody or someone's not uh, bloodline well here's the thing like uh here's the thing is that we were almost getting that like we thought we were going to get that and solo sokoa freaking lied to us swerved us and we did not get that and so i thought that last week last week i legitimately thought that this was going to be the moment that solo Seco that roman reigns was going to be alone but Solo Sokoa swerved us. And that's why I'm kind of still stuck in that moment too, where I'm still wondering if Solo Sokoa is really, if he really cares about Roman that much to the point where he's going to go against his own brothers and betray them that way and be under the thumb, under the brainwashing of Roman Reigns. Or does he have a selfish plan? Does he have a plan? Does he have a trick up his sleeve? I know he doesn't wear sleeves, but does he have a trick up his sleeve? What is Solo Sokoa's hidden agenda? Everybody has an agenda. What is Solo Sokoa's? And I feel like that to me is the big puzzle piece right now where we don't really, I can't have an actual explanation to you as why Solo Sokoa betrayed his brothers. We didn't get the answer here today when Jay was asking. So why did he do it? And so that kind of leads me to believe that I do think we're going to get Roman Solo Sokoa at some point. Whether or not he defeats him, I have no idea. I think it all depends on where we're at, what the timing of all of this is. Should he be the one to defeat Roman Reigns? I don't know if it's too premature to say yes or no. So we'll see. Um, all right. Oh, this is so nice. We got Zion here. Sends in a very nice comment saying, 
finally, I've caught you live. I keep telling my girl that I'm a big fan of yours. BTW, someone needs to beat Roman within the year. Thank you so much, Zion. I appreciate this so much. It's always nice to see comments like this from people. And uh, I don't know, guys. I have a feeling Roman's still going to be champion come next WrestleMania. That's why I can't commit to an answer here. I can't commit to whether or not the end game is going to be Jey Uso defeating Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa defeating Roman Reigns, or if it's just gonna end with you know Jey Uso, Jimmy, and Solo moving on doing their own things and Roman Reigns alone as champions like yes he's champion he has the gold but he lost everything else I at this moment cannot commit to an answer uh, we got so many different uh comments in here we got King Caper who says at some point <laughs> the elders are going to consider Roman more trouble thinks he's worth um, they're going to have solo deal with him. I think I wonder if at one point we're going to get more family members coming in here to strengthen, to straighten some things out here. Um, all right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, there's just so much. Zeno hour says, I doubt Roman will be champion at WrestleMania 40. I think he will be. I do I think Roman Reigns will still be champion come WrestleMania 40. And I know some of you guys are thinking, nah, you're batshit crazy. This is not going to happen. Let's be real, guys. And I know it sounds like it's a really far away from now, but how many times haven't we been sitting here going, oh, shit, it's already WrestleMania season. Oh, no, wait. Like, oh, shit, it's SummerSlam. Oh, shit, it's Royal Rumble already. Next thing you know, it's freaking WrestleMania. This stuff goes by really fast, all right? So... There we go. Um, we'll weave in and out of this conversation as your guys' thoughts go through, but there's still so much more to get into in regards to SmackDown because there's still so much, um, there's still so much to get into. All right. So um, let's go ahead and talk about I'm gonna save the money in the banks qualifying stuff till the end. I want to get into the WWE women's championship. But before I do, we got a super chat here from Ryan Shashani who says Santos is destined to beat theory. Ryan, I hope you are right. However, uh, as big of a fan as I am of Santos right now, I just don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. And I would like to see it, but I, I just don't think that's going to happen right now. But thank you so much, Ryan, for sending this in. Let's get into the WWE Women's Championship presentation. So ever since the draft, we have been wondering what the hell is going on with the Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Championship because the SmackDown Women's title was on Raw and then vice versa, right? So they were swapped. It did not make sense at all. And we were wondering, are, are, are they going to rename the championships? Well, what's going to happen? And now that we have Asuka as the new Raw Women's Champion, she was presented today with a different title. So today, Asuka was presented with the WWE Women's Championship. So she is officially the WWE Women's Champion. That's the way that they've been saying it. However, on the belt, it does say undisputed. So WWE Women's Undisputed, undisputed WWE Women's Champion is apparently what we're going with here. Um, so Asuka goes out there and she accepts her new championship belt. And I honestly like it, guys. I, I'm a big fan of white straps. 
for championship belts. I just think that they look so nice. Again, my same criticism is I just don't like the design inside the W, but it's not really that big of a deal. I actually really did like this belt that Asuka had. Uh, I don't hate it. I actually really like the design of it. Um, white stripe a white strap belts I am here for, okay? More white strap belts, as you can tell. I still have the uh, the freaking IWGP champion inter uh, championship from the fucking, the white belt one because I really love the way that it looks. And I always, to this day, I think it is the prettiest belt of, uh, yes, the prettiest belt that I have seen in pro wrestling. It's personally one of my favorites. But anyways, so, Back to the women's segment. Prior to Asuka being presented with this championship belt, Bianca Belair has a backstage segment with Adam Pierce. And during this, she tells him like, hey man, I gotta get a rematch. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't worry, you're gonna get one. You are in line for a rematch. Just please let Asuka have her thing today. Let her have her moment. Let her have her presentation you will get your rematch. So Bianca Belair is like, okay, fine. As long as my I'm getting my rematch, cool. So Asuka gets her championship. She's out there. They're about to put the belt on her. And then Charlotte Flair's music hits. And the queen is back. She's here. She comes out. And I think we can all predict what Charlotte wants. And before she even says it, Adam Pierce tells her, you need to wait in line. And Charlotte says, nope, I don't wait in line. I made the line. And so Charlotte challenges Asuka for the WWE Women's Championship. And Asuka accepts her challenge. And in, what did they say? They said, two, in three weeks, we are going to be seeing Asuka versus Charlotte Flair for the women's title. So immediately after this, <laughs> everybody on Twitter, a lot of people on Twitter, we're basically thinking that Charlotte is going to defeat Asuka and that she's going to be champion once again. Now, we have seen Charlotte become champion plenty of times. However, I don't actually think that Charlotte, and I, I hope I'm right here, guys. I don't think that Charlotte is actually going to defeat Asuka for the title. In fact, I kind of have a feeling we may not even see some. I have a feeling something in this something is going to happen. Either we don't even get this match in three weeks or it ends in some DQ or some weird ending that calls for at Money in the Bank to actually see a three-way. I do think that at Money in the Bank, we're going to be seeing Charlotte versus Asuka versus Bianca. And the reason why I'm thinking that is keep in mind, this is a show in London and this is going to be a big show and, and WWE does very well in London. We just saw, you know, all the success that they had with uh, their show in Cla uh, at Clash of the Castle. So personally, I think that when it comes to these types of show, they want, they want, you know, their superstars to have their moments to have some matches and you can't leave Charlotte out of this card. You can't leave Bianca Belair out of this card and you have Oscar who's your champion. So what do you do? You do a triple threat match. So personally, that's what I'm predicting. Uh, either that or we're just going to see Oscar defeat Charlotte on a random SmackDown and then have her go on to face Bianca Belair at Money in the Bank. 
I don't think that one's going to happen. So I'm more convinced that we're going to see a triple threat match, but who knows? Um, all right. We got a super chat here from Joe Babs 64. Thank you so much to Joe who says, I want to see Denise explain all the bloodline drama as if she was KO. Bro, Joe, are you crazy? <laughs> My voice would leave me. My voice would be gone within like 30 seconds because Kevin Owens is on the verge of a freaking breakdown. It's funny because he he's always been like one of the most relatable uh, personalities on on TV, right? Like you look at Kevin Owens, a lot of people can relate to Kevin Owens. Shit, I relate to Kevin Owens. He just has a relatable personality, right? But lately, the last couple of weeks, they've really, really honed in on Kevin Owens snapping and just getting overly dramatic about things and overreacting to like literally everything. And today we'll talk more about the tag team titles situation in just a second, but there's this, but there's a moment where Kevin Owens is backstage with Sami Zayn and they're confronted by all of the, the tag teams on the roster. And he's just starts going off and he's yelling and screaming. And it's like, everybody's here. Ah, I don't even remember what the hell he said. Like man is freaking going nuts. So if I were to explain the entire bloodline drama, like Kevin Owens, I would probably die on this stream. Uh, and maybe get some good views on here. Uh, <laughs> all right. And we got a super chat here from call me crazy. Who says, Women's mid-card title, when, question mark, please. I do think they got enough women to do that. But at the same time, you already have your, you know, you do got two belts. But uh, mm, I'm going to say right now, I, I want to say yes. But at the same time, I'm thinking about the tag team titles. And I mainly would rather see more tag teams be put in place for the women before asking for a mid-card title. I just think it's more important to make more tag teams uh, for the tag team division. That's that's honestly my my focus. Uh, Kaden Crawford, thank you so much, Kaden, for the super chat. It says, Will Roman pass the number one record? Why NXT titles on Smack? Uh, why NXT titles on SmackDown, Sean? Why get it together? So, this was not a Sean thing, guys, by the way. Uh, I mean, technically, well, no, because I was gonna say, technically, they could have dropped the titles. But then they had that match against against Casey and Katana on NXT. And Casey and Katana were also drafted to the main roster. So regardless, whoever was gonna have whoever was gonna win was still gonna take the titles to the main roster. Now we'll talk more about that in a second. Will Roman pass the number one record? I have no freaking idea, guys. I have no idea how far they're willing to go with this. I think 1,000 is more than enough. That is something to celebrate. We're good there. And Mike Parker sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Mike who says, it wouldn't surprise me at some point they will go back to this at the beginning of a Bianca heel turn. She was notably not the usual happy no matter what Bianca. She was angry. Uh, thank you for pointing this out, Mike, because this was like the first time in a long time that we've seen Bianca Belair be angry, be upset. And here's the thing. I do really think they needed to shake up the persona of Bianca Belair because they kind of did Bianca a little dirty in the sense that she was always going out there and having the very best matches, period, bar none. She's freaking up there. In ring wise, she makes every person fall in love with what she does in that ring. However, 
on the microphone, they really just had her go out there and be generic and they didn't really give her anything to work with. They didn't give her any, any verbiage, any promo that could connect to the fans. Like there was never really a moment where people were like, you know what? I really connect with Bianca Belair. And I think that was the issue. They had her going out there always saying the same thing. Um, the EST, 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 EST. And yes, that's cool because that's her catchphrase, but that was literally the only thing that you got from the promos themselves. And so because of that, I think they kind of failed Bianca Belair at keeping her as a strong baby face because what do we all recall? Backlash. Backlash, her match against Io Sky. She was getting booed. Eel Sky was getting cheered like you would not believe. And so that was basically very telling that they needed to do something different with Bianca Belair. And eventually they did. Asuka now has a title. And now they got to rework Bianca Belair. She's always going to get over in ring because she's great. But on the mic, they need to you know, just shake things up for her, really. Uh, Sheldon Jackson sends in a very generous super chat. Thank you so much to Sheldon, who says, I'm pissed that Charlotte is back because that means the push for any other woman on SmackDown going for the title just ended with her return. Um, FOH, with with a title shot immediately, F this ish. Okay, sorry, I'm a little confused on that sentence. And then Sheldon says, new challengers, not the same people for fuck's sake. Okay, here's the thing, guys. And Look, I know the hate that Charlotte Flair gets, all right? I'm not oblivious to it. I see it, and I understand why people get upset. I understand that they feel that she's always at the front of the line. She comes in, and she gets what she wants, right? But here's the but. The last time that this happened, we were in desperate need of somebody, anybody, because the last time Charlotte Flair went out there and took somebody's championship belt was against Ronda Rousey. And Ronda, we'll talk more about Ronda later, but Ronda was just not working as the champion, okay? She just wasn't, it just wasn't working. And the people were so over and done with it. It was just not good, right? And when Charlotte came in and she won the title from Ronda so fast, I remember a lot of people on Twitter, people that don't even like Charlotte, were like, yes, thank God. Woo, everybody was like a lot of people were happy. They were happy because at least there was somebody that would go out there and do something with the championship and it just felt, you know, different. It felt better, right? And I think that Charlotte, because she is Charlotte Flair, that she's always... It's always a big deal when she's there. And I know a lot of people hate her and this and that. I do not hate Charlotte. Uh, I do not mind seeing Charlotte in this program with Asuka and with Bianca Belair. Uh, I, if, it's a, if it's just like, I want it, I want it to be a three-way though. If Charlotte were to basically, if, because of Charlotte, we weren't going to get Bianca in the match, then that would really suck. For And I'm speaking for money in the bank. I think that would suck. But I hope they don't do that. I'd much rather have it be a triple threat because Charlotte Flair is a great worker. I think she's very entertaining. And I think she amplifies matches. So yeah, I don't mind seeing Charlotte Flair in these matchups. But of course, that does not mean that I don't want to see new faces and new people become champions. Again, I'm a little bit more on the hopeful side that we might not see Charlotte immediately win this title because I think it would just be too much, guys. It would be too much. You need to keep the belt on Asuka. Let her have the reign 
that so many of us have been waiting for her to actually happen. And we'll talk more about Asuka in a second because she's going to come back. She's going to come back again. Come back up again when we talk about the, the women's money in the bank. Uh, so, all right. Now, and yes, I agree with Taylor Cannon here, YouTube member Taylor, who says, I really hope Charlotte doesn't beat Asuka again. I, I don't think so. I hope not. Again, I hope it's a triple threat match, and I hope Asuka retains her championship. I hope that's what they do. All right, so where are we at with all of this? So we broke down everything that happened with the WWE Women's Championship. Let's get into another change with the belts. Oh, one more thing, actually. Because they changed the the Raw Women's Championship that was on SmackDown, uh, I think we can definitely expect a change now for the SmackDown Women's Championship that is on Raw with Rhea Ripley. Now, what they're going to go with with her title name, I'm not entirely too sure what they're going to call the belt or, or what exactly, but I think we can all pretty much expect some sort of presentation for Rhea Ripley, similar to what we had tonight with Asuka. We got a super chat here from Shelton who says, when she came back in December, we needed it badly because Ronda was doing nothing as champ. WWE philosophy is this. When in doubt, give the title to Charlotte. Also, BTW, F-O-H means F out of here. <laughs> oh, man, I learned something new today. Fall. Fall means F out of here. F-O-H. Okay, thank you, Shelton. I hope this is not a hip thing, by the way, because... If it is, I just feel really dumb right now. Please tell me this is new slang. Because if it's new, I'm okay with that. If it's old slang, then I'm going to be really embarrassed. Uh, Sheldon, thank you so much for the super chat. Call Me Crazy says, honestly, they need to build up new single stars, which is why we need a women's mid-card title. Where is Lee, Tegan Knox, Emma, and so many more? I agree with you on that. I don't think we necessarily need a mid-card title to build up some of these people, they should still be building them up for their champions. Stephen Marchulli sends in a super chat saying, could the change in Bianca include a double turn to the heel side with Sky going face? Uh, I wouldn't mind that. We'll talk about EO Sky in just a second. Thank you so much to Stephen Marchulli for this super chat as well. All right. Oh, no. Everyone's saying it's extremely old slang. God dang. Fall. 2023, I am learning what FOH means. Damn. All right. So let's get into another change in the women's title picture. So, and based on what I saw on Twitter, I thought I was expecting an entirely different reaction. However, because of who the title holders are, I think this is why this is the reaction we got. So as we know, the WWE tag team women's tag team champions are Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. They just won the titles not too long ago. And the NXT tag women's tag team champions are Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. They just got called up to the main roster. They barely held the titles on NXT. Like they had just won them on NXT two, and then they got called up. So we never really got to see Isla and Isla, Isla and Elba actually have a real tag team reign okay like they've pretty much been holding the belts and that's kind of it so we i had been hoping and i saw a lot of people had been kind of hoping that we would get a uh unification of the titles and the reason for that is there are not enough women's tag teams on either nxt raw or smackdown point blank there are not enough women's tag teams now Ronda Rousey, 
after she won the tag team titles, she did an interview. I forgot with who. She did an interview, and she spoke very candidly about this. She spoke about having told WWE that they need to give them competition. They need to form more teams and this and that because they're going to run through everybody in this and that. Now, I know that Ronda Rousey is not liked by a lot of people. I get it. But she wasn't wrong here when she says that there are not enough women's tag teams on the roster because it is true. There are not enough women's tag teams, which is why I'm okay with them unifying the titles. However, the thing is that that means that most likely we are going to see Ronda and Shayna defeat Isla and Alba, and they're going to be the tag team champs. And Isla and Alba are just going to, you know, never really have an actual championship reign. And here's the thing, people, from what I've seen on Twitter and social media, people prefer Isla and Alba over Ronda and Shayna. And so it's kind of like, damn. We finally got the titles unified, but now that just means that they're not going to be champions and it's going to be Ronda and Shayna. And I said this when they won the titles, but I really do think that this is kind of like a last opportunity. Maybe not a last opportunity, but it is one of the few opportunities left that Ronda has to win back the crowd, to win back the people. Because we were just talking about her not so great run a SmackDown Women's Champion. And how everybody was so thankful that Charlotte Flair came in there and defeated her. So now that she's tag team champions with Shayna, people like Shayna. People like Shayna Baszler. So if they go out there and they actually have a good run and they do a great job, I do think that some people will maybe not hate Ronda Rousey so much. Now, I do know that some people don't like Ronda Rousey because a lot of the things that she says on social media and interviews and things like that. But speaking specifically for storyline reasons, television, what we're seeing on screen, I do think that this is a chance, one of the few chances that Ronda and Shayna have left to, to get, specifically Ronda, to get the people to actually enjoy what they're doing. And so I hope that this works out for them. I am expecting them to win. I'm not expecting Isla and Alba to win here. And I hope, because we see this happen a lot in WWE, we see them break up the women's tag teams all the time. And I'm kind of afraid that if Isla and Alba lose, that they're going to break them up. Now, I know, I know that it's different now, maybe not so different, but different. And I really hope that they don't break them up. That's my biggest fear. I hope they still keep them as a tag team and continue to build more teams. But again, that is one of my personal concerns Concerns here. Uh, Taylor Cannon says, if Charlotte wins again, we riot, says Taylor Cannon. Um, all right. And let's see what else we got here. There's so many different comments on all of this. Uh, Steve Bridge says there's a buttload of talented women in NXT. There really is. And they could make tag teams with those women too. Uh, they most definitely can. Matt Hensley says, I'm okay with them unifying if Isla and Alba win. So therefore, I'm not okay with it because I don't see them winning. Thank you, Mac. You essentially summarized 
what the emotion is online where it's like, yeah, you wanted the titles unified, but damn, now Isla and Alva are going to lose. Like, let's be real. We all know Ronda. And it would be a big surprise, honestly, if they were to lose here. And I don't think they are. They've been going out there and they've been doing uh, all of these interviews talking about what a big moment this was and how hard they fought to become tag team champions. And they have both been very, very, uh, you know, open about how they fought so hard to become women's tag team champions. So we'll see what happens. Um, Gratitude King says, will they defend the titles on NXT going forward though? I kind of hope so. I don't see. I hope so. But at the same time, I'm like, would Ronda Rousey be okay going over to NXT and having matches with these girls? I don't know. I don't want to speak for her. I have no idea. I have no idea. So who knows? Um, <laughs> let's see what else we got here. And um, all right. And then, by the way, I do want to say this. So you know what? There may be a chance that they do go down to NXT or go over to NXT and defend the tag team titles. And you want to know why? Because we have been seeing so many people, so many more people go over to NXT and have these storylines and this and that shit. We just were here on Tuesday talking about Braun Breaker challenging Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship on NXT. If if that can happen, I don't know what the details are, whether or not that's actually happening or when or what or anything, but if that can happen, then Ronda and Shayna can most definitely go over to NXT and defend their tag team titles. And also... Uh, they're clearly making it. They're clearly making it more of an effort to include NXT to be seen a little bit more so on the level of Raw and SmackDown versus as a tier below. So we'll see. Um, this is true. This is very true. Dis uh, Disravis sends in a comment saying, "If she wants competition, she should go." There you go. That's it. We'll end it on. We'll end this topic on that one because that is a very good point that you made. All right, so that's the stuff for the women's. Now let's go up and talk about the money in the bank qualifiers. So that's another one of the topics that we have to discuss today because we got pretty good matches here today. And the one that I liked the most was Santos Escobar versus Mustafa Ali. So this was a really good match, man. I love this one. I thought that both guys went out there and were like, fuck it. Let's just have a good match, man. And they did. I love the way that it started too with both of them yelling at each other, be like, I'm going to win. No, I'm going to win. And we had Ellie Knight on commentary going, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually really proud of that. I'm not... <laughs> I don't think I actually feel like I was not a bad, like that was not a, not a bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Sorry. That was the first time I've ever done that. And I surprised myself. Uh, it wasn't a bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I'm getting annoyed. All right. Moving on. Moving on. So LA Knight's on commentary doing his bit. And during this match though, uh, you had Santos going in there, hitting his hurricanrana on Ali, which looked really good. He hit a killer dive at one point. Uh, we see freaking Ali super kick Santos. Ali 
at one point hits the turnbuckles face first. Santos hits a poison Rana. Ali hits a tornado DDT. And then finally, Santos Escobar wins with a phantom driver. I loved this match. A lot of fun bits that they did in here. Good stuff. Uh, happy that Santos won. I thought Santos was the right person to win because, man, the LWO has been doing so much. You got to give them some rewards. And I think that... And I've been rooting for Santos Escobar for quite a long time to the point where I even kind of got a little frustrated that, and you guys have heard me talk about this in the past, so I won't repeat it, but I did get frustrated at them not pushing Santos Escobar. And it wasn't until the fall. I don't think they really, really, I don't think they really realized what they had until after Puerto Rico. Like I know, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I really don't think they really saw what they had with the LWO until after that show because they clearly saw the reactions and everything uh brendan rosen sends in a super chat saying this is for you to say yeah <laughs> okay that was <laughs> oh shit i get it now i get now why la knight does it all the time because personally i look i'm gonna be real with you guys the i was not like why does everybody love the yeah or i can't do it anymore I didn't understand why everybody loved it. I'm like, it's not that great. Like, there's so many more better catchphrases. And I never really cared or... I just didn't care. They didn't do nothing for me. It didn't tickle my pickle. Now I get it. Yeah. I just get the yapping. All right. You know, it's kind of hard, Brandon, by the way, to pull up those vocals for me. Because I got to get really deep, you know? Yeah. All right, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Thank you, Brandon, for the super chat. All right. So, um, all right. Lost my train of thought here. What the hell are we talking about? Okay. Money in the bank qualifier. So Santos Escobar qualifies here. Yay. All right. We also got a women's money in the bank qualifying match between Bailey versus Meechin. AJ Styles was on commentary. Bailey ends up getting the win here. Personally, this was the one that I said last week that I wanted to see both Bailey and Meechin in this match. Uh, I personally think that here's the thing. Like we know what Bailey can do. We Bailey has had a lot of success in the company. Meechin is new. She needs something. She needs she needs to have an opportunity, guys, to go and show the people what she can do. I think Meechan needed to win and be in this match. I have hopes that it's she'll some. I have I don't know. I I wanted to see Meechan win this match, so I was a little bit sad when she did it. Uh, we ended up having after this match, Scarlett comes out and she ends up blowing this red smoke into the face of AJ Styles, and afterwards AJ Styles gets choked out by Karrion Cross and. Damn, I hate to say this, but it's the same damn thing. I forgot that Karrion Cross was going after AJ Styles. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. But I'm hoping for the best for that. I, I liked this little attack. I really did. Scarlet going out there, doing that, fine. All right. Another men's qualifying match was Butch versus Baron Corbin. Uh, Butch wins. We also saw Carmelo Hayes was in the audience. Baron Corbin has been doing this whole uh, feud with uh, Carmelo Hayes, which we've talked about a whole lot on the NXT post show. So Butch wins. Perfect. I would have been pissed if he didn't. We also saw EO Sky versus Shotzi. And this is the one that I was talking about where I did kind of felt 
a little bad for Shotzi because last year she was in the Money in the Bank match. And that's the match that she kind of got a lot of backlash for just because of all the botches and stuff like that. So I thought that maybe there was a chance that she could redeem herself here. But nope, she didn't make it. Io Sky defeated her. And here's the thing, guys. Io Sky, based off of people that I asked on Twitter who they're rooting for as of right now in this women's qualifying, in this women's Money in the Bank, the majority of the comments are EO Sky. EO Sky, as of right now, looks to be the person that the people want to see. So, women, for the women's money in the bank, we have Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Bailey, EO Sky, Zoe Stark, and a TBD. Still don't know who the last person's going to be. EO Sky is the popular pick here. Becky Lynch. Yeah, that would be cool because I would love to see her maybe, you know, Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley would be something that I would be interested in down the line. I don't think Zelina Vega would win. Uh, I don't think Bailey needs it. Zoe Stark might be too soon, although it could give her something to do. But I do also kind of want to go with Io Sky here because everybody wants to see Io Sky and Asuka. So if EO Sky were to win and cash in on Asuka, I think that would be really freaking cool to see. And I think that's mutt. That may be why a lot of people also want to see EO get the win here. So um, for the men, the men's money in the bank, we got Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, Ali Knight, Santos Escobar, and Butch. I have a feeling they're going to give it to Ali Knight, guys. He's clearly gotten over and they need to reward that. I think it's going to be Ali Knight. If I don't, I would love it for it to be Santos Escobar, but I just don't think they're going to give it to him. So I'm going to go with Ali Knight as the person that I think is winning as of right now. Now, um, let's see what else we got here. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Next week. All right, before we get into next week's schedule, um, just a heads up to everybody here. Uh, I got a bunch of brand new content. If you guys haven't checked it out, please head on over and check out that interview that I did with Camille. If you guys want to get to know her a little bit more, uh, I learned so much about her, so much that I didn't know about her. You can check that out here on the channel. My interview with Courtney Rush. Holy shit, that interview got very, very popular. It's got over 10,000 views. It is one of my most viewed recent impact wrestling interviews that i've done that is not trinity fought two and the trinity fought two ones at eighteen thousand. Eight thousand is not a big difference that i was pretty impressed by the numbers that that courtney rush interview did check it out she's formerly known as rosemary uh i think you guys might like it if you guys are impact wrestling fans or courtney rush fans you might want to check that one out and then I also did an interview with Steve Macklin and Steve Macklin is the impact world champion and I just think the world of, of um Steve Macklin I think that he's done so well for himself over on the impact side of things after being released by WWE he didn't really have like a lot of buzz behind him like he wasn't one of the the people that I would say had a lot of buzz from the pool of talent that was released and so steve macklin went into uh impact wrestling and they've been building him up even with josh alexander when he, you know he was champion they built him up but they still made sure to build up steve macklin and now him having the title he had a great match with pco a very violent match with pco uh and we talked about that and it was a, such a cool interview if you guys want to check it out and then next week again i will be here um four times for nxt aw smackdown and a of course, the AW Collision watch along. This is the first time that I do a watch along for a non-pay-per-view event. So make sure you guys come in and hang out.
We get a super chat here from Sheldon who says, um, what? Did this just happen? Sheldon Jackson says Alex Shelley's the new Impact World Champion. He ah, he just had his match today with Steve Macklin and against all odds. And it started, it started uh like literally at the same time as SmackDown. So I hadn't been able to see that. Holy shit, I'm here talking about uh Steve Macklin being the champ and this and that. I didn't think he was gonna lose. Oh shit. I did not think he was going to lose, but Alex Shelley's the new champ. Oh, fuck. That is awesome. Because everybody's been wondering, like, when is it going to happen for Alex Shelley? What is it going to happen for Alex Shelley? He's literally one of the most literally influential guys in uh, in wrestling. So many people look up to him. So many wrestlers look up to him. Uh, oh, my God. Okay. Well, I'm going to make a note to watch that after this so thank you so much to Shelton Jackson for the spoiler just kidding <laughs> uh I read spoilers so it's okay uh I was gonna read the spoilers anyways that because you because okay here's the thing like I used to do the impact coverage for the show for the pay-per-views on Fightful because their shows used to be on Saturdays but when they moved to Fridays it was just impossible I was like I got, I'm covering Smackdown I can't do it so uh so now I read and find out like, okay, what do I have to watch? Like, what do I make sure I need to watch? And so that's pretty much how I base my schedule now because there's just too much going on. But I'm definitely going to be watching that because I cannot miss Alex Shelley becoming, becoming Impact World Champion. Uh, Sheldon, thank you so much. All right. So if you guys want to check out my interview with former Impact World Champion Steve Macklin, you can check that out here on the channel. Um, man. All right. Well, <laughs> where do you go from there after my big old plug for that interview? And then, damn. All right. Anyways, like I'm happy for Alex Shelley, but then my whole interview was like, you know, I, can't, I was counting on that. All right, whatever. Um, Next week, let's talk about what's been announced for our next week. Uh, AJ Styles and Meechan will be teaming up to take on Karrion Cross and Scarlett. That should be interesting. A mixed tag team match. Tag team gauntlet winner. Oh, excuse me. We're going to be seeing pretty much all the tag teams, uh, Pretty Deadly, Street Profits, Pretty Deadly, Street Profits, Brawling Brutes, and um, my God, I'm blanking on everybody else here. Hold on one second, guys. Let me pull this up. Uh, should have written down in my notes. All right, here we go. Street Profits, Brawling Brutes, the OC, LWO, and Pretty Deadly are all going to be in a gauntlet match for uh, the winner earning a title shot against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. So we're going to be seeing that on SmackDown. Plus, Roman Reigns returns next week. Then in two weeks, we'll be seeing the tag team title unification match between Isla, Alba, Shayna, and Ronda. And then... In three weeks, we're supposed to be seeing Asuka versus Charlotte Flair for the WWE Women's Championship. Alrighty, there's a whole lot of it, guys. All right, that is it for today. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in on a Friday night. I appreciate you all very much. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends, tweet it on social media, tag me. I always retweet people when they put over my podcast. Uh, I try to give as much people some love on social media. Leave a comment in the comment section. I do go in and I do read those comments. I read your guys' thoughts, see what you guys thought about the show, see what you guys thought about my opinions, whether you agree or disagree. I read those comments. And I really look forward to that. Also, the podcast version, if you are not a person that likes to watch video podcasts, it's not for everybody. If you want to listen to the audio, we have Apple and um, 
Apple Podcasts and Spotify links in the description box below where you guys can find that. And I'm also available to listen on pretty much every single platform that there is where you can check out podcasts. All of the links are in the description box below. Thank you guys so much. And for those of you who are viewers, who who are part of the nation, bust it open. Tomorrow, I will be on bright and early with Mark Henry. So I will see you guys there. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye.